Hello and welcome to the Atlas Weekly Recap, covering the events of the week ending Friday, April 21st, 2023. In this week's episode, I'll be covering the recommended reforms published by the Australian government this week, set to shake up how the RBA conducts its monetary policy moving forward. Wednesday also saw the release of inflation numbers in both the UK and the Eurozone, so I'll look to touch on those. Lastly, we'll look at some of the first quarter earnings results of some some big name US companies, uh, including Bank of America, Netflix and Tesla. So let's get into it. Starting with the independent review into the Reserve Bank of Australia. So for those that didn't know, there's been an independent review being conducted or it, it's been conducted now uh, into the RBA and it's been going on for the last couple of months. And um, this has really just been driven by a lot of public scrutiny after the way interest rate decisions were, were handled um, in, in recent years, particularly around the, the back end of, of 2021, as it's now clear with, with hindsight that you know, interest rates were left too low for too long. And it's, it's made it very difficult to, to rein in inflation. We're sort of paying for those low interest rates now as you know, we're, we're seeing the set, the, the cost of living soaring here in Australia. And you may recall, I talked about the governor appearing, appearing in, in front of a Senate committee uh, inquiry back in, back in February as well. The objective of this review was to really better understand the, the current mechanisms of the, the central bank and how interest rates, how interest rate decisions are currently uh, sort of process, how current interest rate decisions are handled and determine if these, if these systems and processes, processes can be improved at all. And this week saw recommendations by the independent review. And they, these were released by the, by Australia's treasurer, Jim Chalmers and the, the review or, and the, the recommendations they contained 51 reforms, uh, or recommendations and probably the most notable reforms. The, the three most notable were to create a new separate monetary policy board within the current system. There was also a recommendation to reduce the number of times the board meets each year. So they currently meet 11 times a year. They're looking to change that to eight. Uh, and then thirdly, it was a, a mandatory post rate. Um, they're sort of looking to mandate a post interest rate decision press conference, which is interesting as well. And I mean, firstly, if we look at the decision to introduce this separate monetary board within the current system, uh, this was really there to ensure the, the RBA governor, his recommendations, uh, so when they meet at these board meetings, his recommendations are being appropriately, I guess, challenged or, or sort of vetted by, by fellow board members um, to, to improve this, this decision-making process and prevent sort of future mistakes. And I mean, in terms of, Philip Lowe, the, the, the RBA governor, in terms of his reaction uh, to the to the review, um, I mean, he's accepted that the recommendations, but he's not he's not necessarily agreed with the idea that you know his his views and, and recommendations at board meetings you know aren't being challenged by by board members. And interestingly, Philip Lowe, he's he's on a current seven year contract. I guess he's got seven year tenure, and this is up in September of this year. And the, the government is still yet to decide whether or not to, to extend this or, or if they're going to look to uh, appoint a new uh, RBA governor in, in September. And I mean, with all this controversy of late, it, it's highly 
likely I, I would say that we will have a new RBA board um, governor uh, towards the end of this year. And in terms of a, a timeline to look at implementing some of these uh, recommendations, the, the treasurer wants to implement them by July next year in, in 2024. And the idea, I mean, overarching is for the, the changes to, to remake the, the RBA into, uh, I guess, an institution that's more closely more closely resembles other advanced economy, other advanced economies, central banks. For example, uh, uh, with this two board system, a two board system is akin to to that, to that of the, the Bank of England in, in the UK as well. Uh, let's take a look at some recent inflation numbers that we saw in the UK and the, the Eurozone now. So Wednesday this week saw the release of new inflation numbers for the month of March in, in both these regions. In the UK, so including house prices, we, we saw the index rise by 0.7% in the month of March. And then this was compared with a rise of 1% uh, in, in February. And Miracle, I mentioned last week, last month's increase in, in CPI in the UK really did shock the market. So, you know, to see that we're in, you know, early 2023 now and, you know, this, the prices are still increasing by, by 1%. So, I mean, after this, this recent number, it takes the annual rate of inflation, you know, including houses, uh, including house prices, sorry, it's 8.9%. And however, this is down from 9.2% in February. So the, the current 12 month uh, rate of inflation in the UK, including houses is 8.9% is to March. And I would say the UK has probably struggled the, the most of the, the advanced economies to bring down their, their inflation over the last 12 months. Compared to you know Eurozone, US, uh, Australia, even the, there's you know signs that those are, I guess, economies are sort of being able to bring down in inflation. But right now we're still not not seeing that downward trend in in the UK at, at this stage. Look into the Eurozone now. Uh, inflation in the Euro area, so it's uh, about 25 countries that this um, CPI captures. The CPI data captures, and it showed that Eurozone inflation decreased to 6.9% in in march 2023 uh, and this is compared to 8.5 percent which was the headline rate to february 2023 so we can see that on an annual basis inflation has really come down in in the eurozone uh, of late and if we look at the the lowest annual rates were were registered in countries such as uh, luxembourg spain and, and the netherlands that they're, they're all anywhere between their headline rates of inflation are anywhere between 2.9 and 4.5 percent and then the highest annual rates were recorded in countries such as hungary which is up 25.6 percent of the last 12 months and latvia which is up 7.2 percent and i mean compared with february annual annual inflation fell in 25 member states of this this eurozone and it, it, but it did rise in, in two, two, um, two countries. Moving to some US earnings results for the, for the first quarter of 2023. And some big names reporting this week included Bank of America, Netflix, and Tesla as well. They, they reported um, recently. And if we look at Bank of America's first quarter profit, so uh, I mean, a lot of uh, attention was given to Bank of America with the, the recent. Uh, I, I guess banking sector instability that we've seen that we saw back in in March, and they actually beat estimates uh, after its revenue from from fixed income activities. So fixed income activities, uh, currencies and, and commodities trading uh, unexpected unexpectedly rose almost thirty uh, percent. So their their revenue from 
this aspect of the business um, was 3.4 billion in, in the first quarter. And this is actually the highest uh, in a decade. Looking to Netflix now, they posted mixed financial results this week where they beat their earnings expectations, but their revenue came in slightly below expectations. So they reported earnings of 1.31 billion for the first quarter of 2023. I mean, this compared to 1.6 billion a year earlier. So it has dropped from the, the year earlier, but it still came in ahead of analyst expectations for the quarter. Revenue, however, while it did grow to 8.16 billion from 7.87 billion the year prior, analysts did have expectations for earnings to be 8.18 billion, so slightly missed there. Still, Netflix did add about 1.75 million subscribers um, in the quarter, uh, roughly in line with estimates as well. Looking to Tesla, they reported that their net profits had fallen by nearly a quarter uh, from the from a year earlier to 2.51 billion. And this is hurt by, uh, I guess, the cost of raw materials and logistics and some warranty costs as well. And the, the company's total gross margin of 19.3% missed expectations uh, of 22.4%. And I mean, Tesla has slashed prices several times this year, not only in the United States, but also in China and, and some other markets as they're, they're sort of starting to, to face some increased competition, particularly in, in China, uh, where they're sort of playing catch up with uh, the local favorite in, in China, BYD, or, or build, your, build Your Dreams. In terms of a bit of a market wrap for the last week, it's been very thin trading on most equity markets this week. And what I mean by that, there's been very small or very minor moves on, on most equity markets um, throughout this week. And if we look at how some of the major equity markets or the equity market indexes have, have performed across the globe the last seven days, the ASX 300 is up 0.5%. The S&P 500 in, in the US is down 0.4%. The Eurostoxx 50 is up 0.5%. The UK FTSE 100 is up 0.76%. The Hang Seng Index in Hong Kong up 0.26%. And looking at, looking at the Australian dollar, it's over the period over the last week, it's down about 0.6% uh, and sitting at about 60, 67 uh, US cents. And for those interested in the cryptocurrency space, uh, I mean, while Bitcoin is, is down 6.4% over the last week, notably, since we had those US banks collapse around March 10th, uh, the price of Bitcoin is up close to 36% uh, to date to about AUD 42,000. 42, if we look at this on a year-to-date year basis, it's actually up about 72%. So really interesting sort of run on, on or risk on sentiment with Bitcoin at the moment. Looking to next week, the big data release the market will be looking at is Australia's CPI number for the quarter to 31 March. This comes out on Wednesday the 26th and it's going to provide a better idea of the inflation picture here in Australia. And it's also going to be important in, in determining whether or not the RBA will pause again when they meet next on the 2nd of May or if there's another interest rate decision still on the cards there. Uh, the ASX will, will also be closed on, on Tuesday for the Anzac Day public holiday. In addition, US earnings season will also continue with Alphabet and Amazon reporting their, their first quarter uh, earnings results. That's all for this week, guys. Uh, appreciate there was a, a lot of numbers discussed this week. So if you followed all those, uh, I'm impressed. So I'll, I'll be back next week for another episode of the Atlas Weekly Recap. Thanks for listening.